We're back, y'all. <laughs> it's real monsters. Ah, oh, real monsters. <laughs> it's done. Finally. And long after I I know I know there was a light at the end of the at the end of the tunnel. I know like in dinosaurs it was looking kind of bleak. But finally, <laughs> we're back. Beans are done. Done. I feel like a great, like, because it didn't quite feel like we were done with dinosaurs, because it was still like, what the, yeah, what the fuck are we going to do with this? <laughs> but it's so nice. Like, I feel like a great curse of, like, I feel like I've stepped out of, like, a mm, five-month fugue. <laughs> uh, and it, it's just really good to just be here yeah, now. Everything's different now, yeah. now that we're out of there. And what a, what a monster to start in on. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between... You're listening to Tooth and Nail, where we're going to talk about Displacer Beasts, which is one of my favorite kind of monsters. Like, I think I like these guys more than Beholders, personally. Like, Ooh. like in terms of, like, the iconic D&D monster. Yeah. Like, I, I really, really like Displacer Beasts. I think they're super, super cool. For you, it's Dungeons and Displacer Beasts. Yeah, yeah, Dungeons yeah. and Displacer Beasts. That's kind of what I'm here to play. <laughs> uh, kind of painfully, I don't think I've ever, like, had a Displacer Beast come up in any, any uh, game I've played. Nothing I can think of i don't think i ever threw one at you and yeah. logan sure hasn't yeah so so i mean you know of course besides final fantasy 7 which is currently trending getting that sweet hey. sweet iso hey ho ha riding Hashtag the search terms f7r mm -hmm. am i right right teens midgar <laughs> how is it what's it about what's it what is it <laughs> So I'm super excited, and I was, like, really pleased to find that the Displacer Beast is actually, like, interesting, right? Yeah. To my mind, it felt like one of those monsters that I was like, is this even gonna be good, right? Like, is this just like, oh, I like the cool cat with the tentacles. I mean, it is sort of just the cool cat with the tentacles, but it's got... But it's got some well, cool shit yeah, about it. It's like got a couple cool shit. I think it has an interesting gimmick to it, and I think that it kind of handles basilisk problems, like it handles flat disadvantage monsters yeah. in a neat way that I like, I approve of, I think is really cool. For sure. Uh, so unless we have any further preamble or really hilarious comedy bits <laughs> to pad out this intro. I don't think so. No, nope, I think I'm about dry too. So <laughs> let's scoot on in to the rest of the episode and talk about what this guy looks like. It's such a fucking cool monster, though. It is. It's like, very cool. So so what we have here, for those of you who haven't seen a Displacer Beast, well, uh, basically like how it looks is it's uh, it's like a cat with tentacles peeking out of its spine, uh, and then it also has like a couple more legs than it ought to. But you, Yeah. And by cat, it's like a panther. Like a panther. Yeah. yeah. So, so for me personally, I like me a good panther. It's my favorite kind of animal. I think they're just like really neat and rad and cool and whatever yeah uh the addition of like cthulhu shit on my my favorite <laughs> animal mwah. yeah that's that's like right that's right there for me even if it even though it is technically like a fey creature right mm -hmm. even though it's technically a fey uh that like the the tendrils on the back it kind of looks aberrant in an interesting way to me and i love yeah. how the tentacles so like they're they're like squid tentacles they end in like spikes yeah instead of suckers they look like teeth yeah like like <laughs> needles like at the end of it yeah it's really cool it's really neat i don't really know the history of how this like monster came to be in D, &D. uh and it's something that i wish i'd looked up because it is really really cool um when i say it has so 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 that is kind of generally speaking how a displacer looks 
how Displacer Beast looks. Uh, in the fifth edition art, it's like this real, like, it looks really slinky. So, like, it's kind of crouched down, like it's ready to pounce. It's got, um, its legs are kind of hidden. So it has six legs instead of four. Uh, and they're, like, kind of, like, obfuscating each other. Yeah, like, one side of it is very, like... Front leg forward, back leg all the way back, but then the middle leg is like tucked in the middle, and then the other side of it is all kind of crouched down together. It looks like um, it looks like the elephant, like how many legs are on the elephant illusion <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which is cool because it's an illusion monster, <laughs> right? Like it feels like an illusion to that really cool picture, and I just think that's kind of neat. I don't know if that was necessarily intentional, but it feels good. Yeah, I mean, like, when I first looked at it, I, I was like, oh, that's weird that they put both of the extra arms on the other side, and then I, like, looked closer at it, and I was like, oh, wait, no. No, it's just kind of oh, like... Wait, yeah. It's, like, obfuscated, <laughs> which is what the Displacer Beast is about. You can't quite tell what's going on with it when you look at it, which is cool, and, like, that pose, I feel really, you know, conveys that that sense of feeling that you're supposed to have when looking at this kind of monster. Yeah. It feels appropriate and, like, thematically resonant in a neat way. Uh, it also has, like, the really, like, this really long, like... I love that the tail... Slinky tail, yeah. I love that the tail looks almost exactly like the tentacles do. Yeah. So that it looks like it belongs on the monster. Yeah, it's another aspect of, like, you can't quite tell what exactly is going on with this weird cat. Yeah. It feels right. Like, it feels like a good design decision it's like oh that cat has extra tails wait no that's that's his what oh yeah and it's like cool and again part of it might just be because the guard dog in final fantasy 7 looks exactly like this and that was a game i played a lot when i was a kid so there might be some like <laughs> like nostalgia thing going on in the back of my brain i'll i'll own that i do think that it is like a really cool monster uh it also has the like that kind of cat face and it has the, like, really angry cat face, the, like, almost, like, feral goblin cat face. Yeah. Has stuck with me for a long time, perhaps because of my growing up days playing Final Fantasy. That's, like, a bone structure that is pretty common in Final Fantasy art. Uh, and so it's, like, stuck with me for a good long time, and I like it whenever, like, that kind of, like, sleek cat look shows up in my monsters. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's very pleasant to look at and also very stylish and sleek. And yeah, like it. it is very stylish and sleek and cool. I love that it's like, so it has these glowing red eyes that the book talks about a little bit and it's neat that it keeps like the, it's like, it, it does. It's like you can't quite tell what exactly this creature is, right? Like it's another means of making it uncanny because yeah. uh, it's definitely not a cat. But you can't, like, at a first glance, I would say, like, maybe aberration. Like, maybe, I don't know, like, in terms of, like, celestial yeah, origin. If I had to guess, if if you had just shown this to me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, aberration for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool how, like, ambiguous it is, because ambiguity is kind of what it's about. Yeah. Right? Like, it's neat. I don't know how, necessarily how much of that was intentional, but I do like how it's, like... The cat from nowhere, right? <laughs> it feels kind of cool and cosmic in a neat way. Well, yeah, because it doesn't super feel like a Feywild thing. Yeah, like looking at it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, and I wonder if the the like Feywild stuff started to come in later. Again, I'm kind of interested in what the history of this this monster design is. I I don't think it did because like the earliest designs of it look more just like a straight up cat with mm -hmm. tentacles, like mm -hmm. second edition, first edition, mm -hmm. third is when things get. If you see third edition, it looks like just an aberration. It looked mm. like more than this. So I don't know. I'm mm. not sure. It's interesting. I wonder if it has some roots in like Greek mythology stuff because they were way into like the mythology stuff in, in earlier editions of D&D. &D. Yeah. Who knows? 
someday I'll look it up and then I'll do Displacer Beast appendix episode <laughs> where I talk about more Displacer Beast stuff. Let me uh, show you some of the older ones. Yeah, show me some of these old guys. I This is a design I've liked for a long time, so I'm interested to see what the old weird ones are yeah, like. Yeah, let's start further back. I, okay. I like the fourth edition one a lot, but mm. let's start it first. Sure, what's fourth, first uh, look like? First looks like this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, it's like teeth all the way down on the tentacles, pretty much. Like, <laughs> at least it looks like the panther got its face painted to look like a panther. <laughs> uh, it definitely, like, it does look. It has that mythology book kind of. This looks almost exactly like a bumper sticker you would see on a dude's truck. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that's yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, second edition is just like an oh. actual ass. Oh my god! <laughs> cute second, ass. it's really cute. It's just a cute lanky cat with tentacles. <laughs> that's uh, that's quite adorable. It doesn't even look like scaled to be big. It just looks like a cute cat. Yeah, I mean, like it, its it face sure, is a little lion-like. Right? Yeah, it kind of looks like they found a stock photo of a panther, drew it, put a cat body on it, and then the tentacles. On oh, top of and that. it's like in such a sleepy <laughs> position, and it still has six legs. That's it's really cute. I like it. Uh, and then get rid of everything you know about Displacer Beasts and mm. start to hate it because this is what, what third edition looks like. Oh my god, I knew that because I had was. the I had the three point five uh, books growing up, and yeah, that like hyper like it's really spindly and has like spikes on it in in weird places is. Yeah, I think yeah. that was one of the first Displacer Beasts I'd seen. Not a fan of this one. This it's, one doesn't hit me right. It's really stylized. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily like. I kind of like where we sit with fifth edition and then the second E1 where it's like mostly like a real creature, yeah. but with some extra on it. That's kind of what I like more, yeah. more often when it comes to this sort of thing. Fifth edition is my favorite design. I do like the art of fourth edition quite a lot. Ooh, it's very good. Yeah. Four is quite angry. It looks kind of like a big slavering hyena. Yeah. I like the angle and I like how it kind of does look a bit more mad. Yeah. I like the, the slinky, yeah stylish fifth edition one but this is like a good yeah four is a good action pose yeah. uh, but i like the look of like 5e and how i don't know it just looks like really majestic and cool i will say that even though they put it in an action pose it does have the stock fourth edition thing where it's just the head turned slightly to yeah, the side just kind of like roaring eh. yeah yeah <laughs> whatever speak of that way you will i think most of these these uh paintings kind of are just a testament to how much i like the design maybe more than the the painting, like the the quality of the painting, or the, yeah. the choices in the art itself. So fifth, still your favorite? Yeah, I think I think I really like. So like fifth feels powerful, mm -hmm. right? Like it feels like a like an ancient like majestic yeah like creature. a majestic creature. Uh, like I wanted on a shirt, howling at the moon or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but second edition is really really cute. Like I would I'd like oh for sure like a little plushy, like a little a little stuffed displacer beast <laughs> or something. I think that would be quite good. Another thing that the 5th edition art does is that it does do the 5th edition thing where, like, the musculature and skeleton structure of the creature is, like, really evident. Yeah. And so it's cool to, like, see how the muscles in its back align with its tentacles and whatnot. It's really, really, it's just neat. That I like is, that detail work. That is one of the things that makes it hard to figure out where the legs are, too. Yeah. Because, like, in the middle there, it's like, oh, this just, is ribs. Yeah. Wait, that's an arm muscle. Yeah, what it's is... just a whole bunch of lumps. It's <laughs> going come on out in this there? cat? And it's, don't know. And it's cool. I just like it a lot. It's neat. I like how in... So so here's like an interesting design split, right? Because in second edition, it definitely clearly has fur. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of other depictions, it doesn't necessarily... Like, it kind of just looks like it's like skin. 
right? Like it's just got like a leathery hide. Yeah, pretty much every, maybe first and second ever, but every other one is just kind of like a weird spiky or leathery hide. Yeah, I think I prefer it having fur. I mean, that's what the book tells us. Like, I, I think I prefer it having like, not necessarily like a short hair cat as opposed to like a right. squid, right? Yeah, right. Like I kind of, well, I don't know. The part of me that wants like a cuddly warm friend. I imagine it has the same kind of hide as like a horse yeah. or a cow. Yeah. Where it's like, this is fuzzy, but in like a very... It's like really sleek. Yeah. Just a very like, if you told me this wasn't hair, I'd believe you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that is like canonically what it is. I like, I think the part to me that likes a cuddly warm friend wants like a longer hair, like the second edition picture where it's like definitely has like fur. I would love to see a winter displacer beast. Yeah. Winter coat displacer beast. Yeah. That's like really (laughs) fluffy. (laughs) I like that. But then there's the part of me that's like, that likes weird cosmic monster aberration things. Yeah. And I kind of like that it has like this, like almost almost impossible to speak of hair where like you could mistake this for just like leather or whatever that's on this monster yeah it's neat yeah let's talk about the lore of this guy all right i love finally like we got a whole page of lore we haven't had like a page of lore (laughs) in seven months a singular page of lore with well, like origins, origins, what they do, what they're about. Yeah, we can finally know what the thing does. It's so yes, finally. Okay, so the book tells us, generally speaking, you know, it is otherworldly in origin. We find out that the displacer beast uh, is like an evil creature, kind of like a preternaturally evil creature, and there's a reason for it. So story goes is that displacer beasts they are native to the Feywilds, like they're just kind of a, a kind of cat that exists around the Feywild. And the elves of the Feywild, the 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 Unseelie, so like the like hags and um kind of the the undesirables in the yeah. in the Feywild started to call them evil. Yeah, the like <laughs> evil elves of the, the Feywild. They started to like basically like pit bull these creatures into like they started to like breed these creatures into like being more powerful right yeah the book tells us that it was like explicitly selected for like aggression and like like hunting capabilities and so that like i'm imagining like there was just like a really cute cat on the feywild <laughs> there was and then over, once yeah, it had like tiny little tentacles. yeah it was like <laughs> and then like after a thousand years they got the like saber tooth cat like they reversed the prehistory and made the, <laughs> the cute thing bigger uh and angrier I fucking love that they're bred specifically to hunt unicorns. Yeah. Pegasi. Yeah. Just... Yeah. They're like, they're there to like, just ruin, like, to ruin eat the, the beautiful creatures. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And then of course, because displacer beasts are like intelligent, like they could speak if they had tongues, like if they had mouths capable of articulating speech. I, I, Apparently, they used to be able to speak common. Oh, really? It used to be a thing that they did. But in this edition, they, like, they took that away out. for some animalistic stuff. That's not my favorite, but, <laughs> no. like, whatever. Uh, because they're intelligent, they turned on the the their, like, breeders or whatever. Like, they turned on the, the, the Unseelie. And now they're just kind of like a wild card hanging out in the Feywild, just eating whatever they feel like. So the book tells us that, you know... There was a brief period of time where there was, like, the Displacer Beast kind of Jurassic Park style 
uh, took took control over a big chunk of the Feywild and like just became like a big massive infestation. And so all of the the like good elves, the Seely Court, uh, or at least like the neutral non evil elves, yeah. the Seely Court, uh, they started hunting the the Displacer beasts, the the Displacer beasts, and ended up kicking them all the way back into the corners of the Feywild using blink dogs yeah, as their companions like very specifically <laughs> using dogs because dogs are cats <laughs> exactly yeah well i mean like and plus like the blink dog is like the closest right like closest common kind of creature mm-hmm. to the to the displacer beast right like it makes sense right fight fire with fire and then that like kind of persisted because both of these creatures are kind of intelligent right so the book tells us that to this day displacer beasts and blink dogs are natural enemies and they'll attack <laughs> each other on sight which is like an adventure hook finally like fight like especially if we you know bend the rules a little bit and say that the displacer beasts can talk now yeah there's kind of like or at least like the blink dogs and displacer beasts are like sentient and can discuss there's some like oh horde of displacer beasts are attacking the things that are good go and fight them and it's like a thing, right? Like there are stakes and intricacies and like connections between the world. Yeah. And it's just nice to have again. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let go of those feelings. We get some like traits of the displacer beast, some like predatory traits of the displacer beast in the book. It tells us that displacer beasts, you know, they're naturally evil and so they'll often do the like toy with your food thing, which is pretty common. The book tells us that the displacer beast does the 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 ghoul thing, or at least the thing that I attribute to ghouls, where they'll like Kill, a, kill thing. a thing, drag it back, and then then eat it. Yeah. Uh, so like that's cool. That was kind of like, because you never there there isn't any uh, skill boost to this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I usually don't think about grappling unless a creature has like an auto grapple or like a athletics bonus. Yeah. So I like the idea that because I just never considered that the tentacles can work like tentacles. Yeah. Uh, so and it has like a high enough strength that like. Yeah. 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 It makes me wonder why they didn't throw in a, an auto grapple for the tentacles, you know, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, the book tells us, yeah, they'll, they'll wrap their tentacles around the thing they eat and then just drag it back to their hole, eat it up. The book also tells us that they will, they can hunt alone, but should they choose to hunt in a group, they are particularly good at ambushes because they're intelligent creatures. They'll like learn the patrols and trade road, like trade routes of the roads that they're hanging out in, and then set like tactical ambushes, like just to eat whatever's by or take whatever they they got to for survival. And it's like really fucking cool. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. I I feel like one of those dudes that are like the wolf is the natural powerful <laughs> predator. But like but I like this one is. I do like just kind of feel like this is a really cool animal. Like I don't know. I don't have that like shark week like well, fuck yeah shark week kind of feeling. I think there's a difference with this because mm-hmm. like ideally and like the ideal displacer beast can like speak common yeah so like it's the idea that there's like a tribe of these <laughs> warrior cats being bandits out in the woods <laughs> that are just like <laughs> kicked just out smart enough to like track caravans and like talk can you imagine like <laughs> i love the talk common thing because i love the idea that one of them is like because you know how like there's that rumor that like or that like um that myth that cats meow to sound like humans in order to get attention i love the idea that there might be like displacer beasts that are really good at sounding like children or whatever just to draw (laughs) people into ambushes that's so fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) it's nice to have a good monster again (laughs) 
We also, you know, we get a little blurb at the very end that says that displacer beasts are often uh, used as guards or like hired, trained as guards for for evil aligned people, right? So like if something, if some evil wizard or whatever wants to guard their vault, they'll they'll get a displacer beast to do it. This is another part that's kind of weird under the assumption that they decided displacer beast can't talk. Can't talk. Now. Yeah, I don't know that, how. That it's it basically like the exact wording it says it may. It enters an alliance only if it appears beneficial. Yeah. And that implies that the entire discussion of employment is is, is silent. I imagine, <laughs> like, you know, tele- telepathy, right? Like, for, for the, the Feywild elves or yeah. more whatever, like, some wizards can do that. Or a lot speak with animals or whatever. Movements. Yeah. Or just like, here, here's some steak. I know what you're about. <laughs> come, come party with me. Right? Yeah. It just... it. Fe- it feels a little weird that like they would go out of their way to make them so intelligent yeah so sentient and and not yeah speak yeah yeah it's a weird choice oh i i personally would say just throw 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 some voice on that displacer beast much like we do with a lot of creatures that can't talk for some reason just make them talk talk. it's better (laughs) so yeah that's what they're about uh, it's super cool. There are a lot of, like, this is like a clear Feywild random encounter, right? Or at least a clear Feywild enemy for if you're doing, like, an early level Feywild thing, like, the, all the displacer beasts are polluting our lands, go and take care of some of them or something. Yeah, and I mean, like, don't be afraid to just throw it in wherever, too, because yeah. it does say that, like, they've been pushed out of the Feywild, yeah. and a lot of them are here now. Yeah, so yeah, it's like... yeah, and because there's an explicit, like, they're in dungeons sometimes thing, Yeah. Uh, feel free to throw that in as, like, a sub-boss in your dungeon. Yeah, or this, it's the cat that fits anywhere. Yeah, and that's <laughs> another, like, just good thing about this creature is that you can just kind of put them wherever... And put the justification wherever because it's baked in to its to its stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Feels good, man. I would love to see like, and even beyond that. So there is uh, that like the 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 cloak of the displacer beast is like an item in there. So like right, it's the it's that like kind of cloak you can wear. It's in the dungeon master's guide oh. where if you wear it, it gives you the little the shimmer thing that the oh the displacement thing that displacer beast can do was the cloaker thing no no i think no it's a it's a displacer beast cloth like hide oh okay uh so that's another like that's like a mechanical angle for like oh you want this like kind of hey i'm an enchanter i can make this kind of cloak for you but you gotta go hunt some displacer beasts or whatever or even to reward the party because apparently this is like a big thing that D players do is like i scavenge what i can off of the weird monster uh this is this is you know it, the displacer beast is one of the few creatures that comes baked in with a way to reward that right if you if you cut off some hide you could you too could have a <laughs> displacer beast hide cloak thing yeah which is cool i like it and i realized that like some of that is just because of how prevalent the displacer beast is right like not every creature is going to have their own magical item yeah but it's just nice that this one does, right? Yeah, and it's a it's a cool one. Yeah, it's a cool so, one. Yeah. And this happens like at about the right level that your party is kind of hurting for magic idol items, right? So like the CR for this creature is CR3. So like this is about the level where magic items start coming into play. So if suddenly like, you know, you give the paladin or whatever the plus one sword and the rest of the team starts being like, oh, I kind of want some weird magical <laughs> items. This could be a way to reward the like rogues or rangers or whatever. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. I dig it. It's a cool mm-hmm. thing. 
Yes. Cool thing with a cool story. Yeah. Like it. Cool uses. Mm-hmm. So mechanically, yeah. we get ourselves a neat little creature. So it's a CR3 monster. It's a large monstrosity. It's lawful evil in alignment. Uh, it has an AC of 13, which is about the average armor class. And, you know, its special abilities kind of help support that armor class that it has. It has 85 HP, which is, you know, technically a bit below average, but it's probably about average because of the way that D&D handles HP. I don't know. It's a little bit faster. It's got a speed of 40 feet. Uh, its attributes are about what you would expect for like a like a bestial kind of creature. It has really high strength, execution, constitution. It also has a six intelligence, which you know isn't like incredibly smart, but like for a monster, it's, it's pretty smart. It's anywhere between three times as smart and twice as smart. Yeah, pretty smart, Math. pretty smart creature. Yep, <laughs> that's what we came here for. It also has uh twelve in wisdom. You know, it's a little bit above average because it's good at sniffing. Mm-hmm. And it also has like pretty all right charisma as well for for a beast, right? Innate charisma is like yeah, well yeah. For if if you were comparing it to like a beast or yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like generally a... they all mental stats are garbage. Yeah, I don't know, that's cool. <laughs> uh, it's just another like in the list of like displacer beasts. They kind of have agency, so play them <laughs> as having agency. They have dark vision because they're cats and they live in the Feywild and such. And then they also have a pretty all right passive perception of eleven. In terms of their traits, this is where we get to the weird stuff. Yeah, I want to preface this with, I think this is the, because of both of these traits, this is the first CR creature that I was like, oh, this could pose a threat to the CR it says it could. Yeah, yeah, this is so like, you know, traditionally D&D is kind of geared more towards the players. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that breaks down a little bit in the early game. And it doesn't help that we do get every now and again monsters like the bearded devil and like this the, one. The was it was it bugbears that yeah bugbears that scary. do like a shit ton of damage. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're like, oh, this could this could kind of fuck up the party at an early level. Uh, so like you know do with that what you will and feel yeah. free to like hold off on bringing out displacer beasts until they're level six and you can throw two of them at them or whatever and they're more prepared. Yeah. But the thing that makes them scary. But the cool things that make them scary are as follows. First thing they get is called avoidance. It's basically like evasion, uh, where but, it, but better. better for some reason. <laughs> like I don't totally get it. Where the the displacer beast, if it's uh, if it you know is subjected to an effect that uh, forces it to roll a saving throw in order to uh, take only half damage. If it makes the save, it takes no damage, uh, and then it takes half damage if it fails. Right. So it's like evasion. Except you can do it for all of them yeah. and not dexterity Any checks. saving throw. I almost wonder if that's a typo, because I don't, like... That's the same thing that Demulich had. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, avoidance is just a thing. It's, it's just better than yeah. evasion. All right. I, I, makes it, I mean, it just kind of puts it into this weird scenario where, like... I have a theory about why they gave it avoidance, actually. Mm. And it's specifically, like, the way they designed it is that they were like, all right, we want to give it evasion. But because it's like, oh, there are two targets of the thing, we'll make it so that it, it has a little bit better evasion. And mm -hmm. be because of that, we're going to give it absolutely no bonuses to any saving throws. Mm -hmm. We're just going to give it this thing. Yeah. And it makes it this kind of wishy-washy fight where, like, yeah. 
Yeah. You don't know if your things are doing full damage or not because everything's all... Yeah, you can't quite target it, so you're always doing glancing hits and whatnot. Yeah. It's cool. I kind of wish that um they doubled down on the second thing. So the thing below this uh, displacement, their kind of like signature feature, is that the Displacer Beast... And I, it, isn't it kind of weird that they don't like bring this up in the lore? So this is the thing yeah. that Displacer Beast does. Uh, it can project uh, an illusion of itself some some direction near near where it actually is uh which obviously like mechanically makes attack rolls have disadvantage however if it gets hit by something the trait is dispelled right like it can't concentrate on it or whatever yeah. and so it loses the illusion and you have just regular attack rolls against it uh and this you know this also happens if the displacer beast is like held down right so if it's incapacitated or if it's eight if its speed is equal to zero for some reason it can't you know do this like chameleon fur anymore or like this like after image fur anymore yeah uh which is super cool it's really weird that they don't bring it up in the lore yeah i hadn't thought about it yeah. actually <laughs> it almost like like i wonder we'll get to like blink dogs or something eventually and honestly it might just be they were like yeah it's a fake creature you get it yeah they just kind of like <laughs> shift it's cool although it's not a fake creature i guess it's a monstrosity well yeah but like <laughs> it is a fan or whatever <laughs> Yeah, I again like I almost want to check into the history of the Displacer Beast and figure out why they why they do that though. Yeah. All of which is just to say, I kind of wish that so so of itself, displacement is really cool because it kind of bypasses the problem I have with like the miss athon creatures. Yeah. So, like when you constantly have to avert your gaze when fighting a basilisk and thus you have disadvantage the whole fight. Yeah. Or when you fight something underwater and have disadvantage the whole fight. This kind of feels like a combo situation. Like well, you know yeah. like yeah like you rush in, you might miss a couple times. As soon as you break it, you have to like monk, you're just gonna sit there and try to hit that creature as often as you can. Just to keep up the chain, right? Yeah, I, d I don't think you actually said it. The cool thing about it is that it comes back at the end of... Yeah, so it will return. Yeah, if it doesn't get hit in a turn, the illusion returns. Uh, and so you have to, like, keep on it, right? Like, and you can't break your combo chain during the fight. Which kind of leads to this cool metastructural thing where, like, I almost wish it had, like, a disengage as a bonus action, maybe? Or maybe not. Like, something that could, like, help it. Because I feel like it's quicker than most but i feel like it could be a bit faster to play this like you know it might like dart out and then try to hide and re recover its illusion and then come back in and then maybe maybe well, it, like... i think it does just it it does just get its illusion back at the end of its next turn right if that's it's how it is if it's hit by an attack this trade is disrupted until the end of its next turn i assumed if the trade is disrupted that just means like it's null and then oh, at the end of its next back, turn yeah, it gets can. its thing so like you have that turn yeah to do as to much do damage it. as you can but also then like it's it's like bonus action disengage yeah would be just letting it get that for yeah. free as opposed to yeah yeah i guess so in which case it still is like an interesting kind of like hold action kind of thing yeah. where it's like the most accurate fighter has to go up and then we're all just going to kind of get ourselves into position and wait for the moment where, you know, the the monk does a whole flurry of blows thing because statistically one of them is going to get through. And then we all just kind of whap down on the displacer beast. And then it, the like fight itself becomes like, how do we maneuver ourselves around to get in range of this creature that's a little bit faster than us? Yeah. 
one of the things I like about it is that it's very specific about how it breaks because mm-hmm. it is hit by an attack. Mm-hmm. I like that fireball doesn't do it <laughs> yeah. because that's not like, yeah, it's, it's not, not a, an attack. You're just like, I hit it. It's like, yeah, you hit like the whole, yeah. which one's the real one. Yeah. And you're like, uh, it, one, one of them. We need the monk to punch it so we know which one's the real one. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. I was gonna say I almost wonder if only because of the early game reasons, like because it's a CR three creature. I almost wonder if they'd throw on the avoidance to be kind of like the the displacement, where like it has almost like two separate buffs where it has its avoidance buff and its displacement buff yeah. and if it gets hit by a spell then the avoidance is gone for the turn and if it gets hit by if it gets hit by an attack the displacement is gone for a turn hmm. that would be cool yeah i i would like i would like that yeah yeah it was just a thought i was having i felt like it was a little bit weird that the displacer beast gets like such such a good stank on it right from the word go which like isn't a big deal cuz D is not balanced yeah so like whatever <laughs> yeah but it was just a thought I was having, and we're doing a podcast, so I just voice my <laughs> thoughts. Where thoughts go? And that's where they come. Uh, so yeah, so all that's cool, and then like you know, it becomes uh, an environment game, right? Like the more trees and like corners and things that the displacer beast can use to like circumvent the party, right? Like if it can like dart between small gaps in walls or underneath like tree roots or whatever. Yeah. Uh, to like slow down the party, it, the the fight becomes exponentially harder, right? At least more difficult to to handle. Yeah, it's I I, I hadn't thought about it till just now. It's weird that it doesn't have a stealth bonus or anything. Yeah, it its is. Dex is kind of low. Yeah, like for a cat. Yeah, yeah, it is a little weird. I'm surprised it doesn't have like a charge attack, right? Like a pounce or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um. Or any bite or claw. Yeah. Or any bite or claw. I mean, like I get it. It's what its tentacles are. Yeah. Uh, I do think that. I some part of me thinks yeah a stealth would have been cool since it's illusion comes back anyway it's not like the biggest deal yeah uh and I yeah I guess like for the kind of creature it is a stealth bonus would have been would have been good it just made sense yeah it makes sense there's like that element of keep away that I'm not I don't know especially well I don't know I don't know I think that because the illusion regenerates anyway that a stealth bonus might not have been like Necessary. too much I mean like I I think it would have been fine to throw on uh, right like. Just for the purposes of like, oh, it's a sneaky panther cat. Yeah. Right. Like I think for at least for purposes of like of flavor. Right. Like it, it feels right. I think that um, while it may not necessarily be necessary, I think that especially since the illusion just comes back anyway, it's not like you're screwing the players. It would have been a different story if it was like it has to be hit every turn to keep oh, down yeah. the illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is something I almost personally like a little bit more, and I kind of wish that it did work the way I had read it. I mean, like, it is definitely up to interpretation, because, like, it, it depends on what you read. This trait is disrupted until the end of its next turn when it is hit. Yeah. If you read that as, if you hit it on, like, the subsequent turn, yeah. it is disrupted again until the next turn. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Like, if it tries to run away on its turn and you hit it with, like, an opportunity attack, yeah. it doesn't get the illusion back. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. The economy doesn't quite work out that way. Um, but I I mean, like, I, I'm also, for, just for, like, sustainability's sake, because it doesn't have that much HP, um, I'm fine with it just getting it back every turn anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And because there, there still is some, like, tactical, like, oh, the our most accurate person just has to, like, chip damage it. 
so we can rush in with like the big heavy paladin or whatever. Yeah. And then I was gonna say, or so the sorcerer can just or the sorcerer nuke, nuke it from orbit can, or whatever. Yeah, can can blow it up. So it gets a couple of multi attacks. Damage is kind of where this thing falls off. Uh, when it makes some attacks, it can make two tentacle attacks as part of a two part multi attack. The attack has an above average plus six to hit. You know, because it's like a sneaky cat. It's strong and shit. You know, it has a 10 foot reach because they're long tentacles, which is cool. Yeah. I'm into it. And also, like, it's a large beast. So, like, the reach is appropriate and cool. Uh, on a hit, it does seven, 1d6 plus four bludgeon damage, plus three, 1d6 piercing damage, kind of symbolizing, like, getting whapped with a tentacle and then pierced with the spines at the top. Yeah. All combined, I mean, 20 damage is teensy little bit below average for, for its CR. Uh, I think, yeah, it's it's about appropriate. I mean, we've been dealing with all these devils recently. Yeah, they've been... been drastically under damage per yeah. round, so... Yeah, yep, that is that is largely true. Uh, and I guess for, since it's a CR3 creature, it's, you know, about appropriate. This is one of those creatures that, like, you probably should wait a little bit. Like, wait until they're level 5 and then throw 2 at them, rather than throw 1 at them at level 3. Yeah, I mean, like, even at level 5, like, one of these and, like, I don't know, a CR1 creature would be, like, an okay fight. Yeah. Just because of, like, at level 5 is when you start kind of, like, especially if you have spellcasters in the group, you start being like, oh, I've got these AoE spells. Oh, and then this thing is just like... "Mm." Yeah. Yeah, that is a cool (laughs) low shit mode, because that could be the first creature to find... That could be the first time you see that happen, right? Like, the rogue doesn't have evasion that early anyway so that could be a really cool oh shit moment of like and it's almost interesting to me that like because what are uh what do you get it at level three you get what like a second level spell right at level three yeah, yeah that's when you get second levels what are the good like there blast? is absolutely a thunder wave yeah uh, thunder wave. i don't think there's many second level i think that's yeah i think that's my second argument for waiting until level five to throw in a displacer beast is because that could be a really cool like you know, you give the players, like, a couple of sessions to do their shiny new fireball, and then they're like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go fireball this cat, oh. This does pretty much make it immune to cleric cantrips, actually. Oh, yeah. Come to think of it, like, Toll the Dead and oh, yeah. uh, Sacred Flame. Yeah, because all of them much... are saving throws. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of neat in, <laughs> in and of itself. Uh, but I, I do like the idea a little bit more of, like, fireball, fireball, fireball. Yeah. Oh, we're just gonna kill this weird panther. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my, no. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, which could be a cool, fun, oh shit moment. Which is more or less what I'm getting at, is like, have the cat dart in and out until it gets to be, you know, too annoying. Don't don't necessarily play too much keep away. Yeah. Uh, but have it be kind of a struggle to, like, the frustration is in breaking its illusion more than, uh, more than being overwhelmed with damage and stuff. And the fact that it does do an okay amount of damage uh, is, is, is enough to keep, like, the weaker members from trying to bum rush it, you know? Right, yeah. it'll keep like the ranger from trying to swarm it. Uh, Much like every creature of any CR, a mage, a wizard of that level, yeah. survives maybe a hit if it's yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what I meant by its attacks being a little bit less interesting is because the attacks are just less interesting, and yeah. I was wondering why maybe they didn't give it a grapple or whatever. Yeah. Especially because like the idea of this fucking cat that is impossible to hit running in. Smacking, yes. smacking like the sorcerer, grabbing, grabbing it, it and taking off. Taking off, yeah. This could have been like a neat chase fight against a creature that has, you know, defenses against being taken down. 
Right. Yeah, this is a very hard creature to chase, huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which could be cool. And then plus like a stealth attack. This could be almost like a skulking to like like a slow speed chase, <laughs> right? Where like the ranger, the druid, and the rogue are like just kind of like predatoring their way <laughs> through the jungle. Uh and then, you know, there's a displacer beast about with the sorcerer, and you just hear like muffled moans. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be really cool. Uh if you if you felt that way inclined. But yeah. That is uh, that is about where I sit on on the displacer beast. I I think it's a really neat. I think the 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 displace gimmick is a really cool way to uh, take advantage of the like disadvantage fight. Yeah. Uh, without it being way too much. And yeah. Being obnoxious. able to overcome the disadvantage. Yeah, and being in an to... easier way. Yeah. Than... And like a tactical way too. Yeah. Yeah. Is is really neat. So yeah, I, I like this monster quite a bit, and I was happy to see that it is in fact a good monster on top of being a cool monster. Yeah. Sure is. Good boy. I do want a plushie of it. I do. For sure. For sure. Like now, now that we've talked about it for an hour or whatever. I'll get right on Google. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up with the Etsy page. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave us a review wherever they keep the reviews or leave us uh, some like cookies wherever they put cookies uh, on, on in every my mouth. On, in my mouth or <laughs> on every computer. Uh, if you did not like this episode of Tooth and Nail, feel free to check out so many other things on nerdsmith.org where you will find a grand host of things like actual play podcasts, or just like nerdy discussion things, stuff that you can implement into your D&D stuff, or just like stuff completely unrelated to D&D and just like cool shit, man. Sometimes it's nice to like broaden your horizons a little bit. <laughs> Get out there, man. Yeah, do it. I, didn't we have that joke that's like, I better not see you around my podcast no more? That Something was a good like one. That, yeah. Go go listen to that one again, because that one was funny. <laughs> listen to our old shit. Yeah, listen to our old shit also. In, <laughs> so, in many ways, what I'm saying is don't prod in your horizons <laughs> and just listen to Tooth and Nail, because uh, we know what's up. Look, I, we're, we're broad horizons. Yeah. We've covered loads of things, mm-hmm. like fiends and... Yeah. Fiends. <laughs> and, uh, fiends. It's been a while. I don't I, Yeah, what the... I remember, like, uh, dwarves. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, it seems... In the meantime, what's our creature comfort for? I guess in some ways that is the creature go go and do <laughs> so, new yeah. shit or just our shit. Uh, <laughs> go do new shit. Find something. Oh God, what like or get back to an old thing you yeah. really love. Yeah, just... yeah. Buy a displacer beast plushie and send it to me. <laughs> send it. To yeah. PO box. Yeah. PO me. box. Me. <laughs> just write a Ryan. They'll know. <laughs> They'll know what you're talking about. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs>